Blog Talk Radio. All I 
now. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a another edition, um, Tuesday night edition of Prayer International Radio. I'll be your host for the night, Sean Holmberg. If you need prayer tonight, feel free to give us a call at 619-638-8458, or you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. So, to start it off, um, this is our episode tonight. Um, Chris is actually out of town um, in Austin, Texas. Um, doing some work. I believe he'll be doing the show tomorrow night. Um, You know, we've been doing this show for, by the grace of God and his amazing grace, um, I believe two to three years now. Um, And we used to do it in the beginning. We actually did this show um, two hours every single night, um, seven days a week. Um, Honestly, I don't know how we did it um, outside once again the grace of God, um, and so we've gotten a little bit, uh, slack in doing this show every night, um, but as much as we're able, we do, um, so we're going to have some prayer, get into some intercession, worship of the Lord Jesus Christ, um, get into the scripture and see which way the Holy Spirit would lead tonight. Um, once again, if you have anything on your heart, anything that the Lord's speaking to you, something you're struggling with, something you need prayer for, someone who's sick, um, whatever the issue is, whatever you need from the Lord, you know, his presence is there, um, to meet you at the point of your need. He is a God who is more than enough. He's sufficient. His strength is made perfect in our weakness, and he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think according to his power which works in us so tonight we'll believe with you for the Lord to work in your life to meet whatever needs you have Father um, thank you Jesus for your precious blood covers our sins Father but removes our sins Lord, thank you for declaring us righteous in the presence of Almighty God, in the presence of the majesty on high, who dwells in unapproachable light, the uncreated God. Jesus, you alone have made us to be worthy to be in his presence. You alone have gathered the nations into one body, Father. You alone have Christ for our sins, died on the cross, rose from the dead, and you're now seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for us. You are our chief advocate, the lover of our souls, the one who was and is and is to come, which is scripture declares for all eternity. We will sing praise and honor and strengthen and dominion to you, Jesus, because you're the only one worthy to open the scrolls. You're the Lamb of God, slain before the foundation of the world, revealed in these last times. Holy Spirit, 
tonight we ask that you would begin to reveal to us, Jesus, the nature, the identity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Reveal him as our Savior. Reveal him as our King. Father, reveal to us our identity, not based on what the world tells us, but reveal our identity in Christ Jesus. Reveal the identity that the Father has for us. For he said, I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Jesus, you said you have come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Father, you said that you're the vine, we're the branches, Lord. And so we desire to abide in you, Jesus. We desire to be one with you, to know you completely and fully as you have already known us. Claire's Father, that we, above all things, have counted all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Father, for the multitudes of people who are out there tonight, Father, one word from you will set the captives free. One word deliver them. One word will heal them. One word will restore their hearts. Father, and you spoke that word, Jesus. Jesus, you said that by your stripes we are healed. You also said that if we ask anything, you said anything in your name, it shall be done. So, Lord, we ask for the healing of the nations tonight. Father, we ask for the nations of the world to come to the revelation of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that you would ignite the hearts of your church, Father, that you would restore to them a love for you. Lord, that you would birth a passion and a desire for us to be in your presence, a passion and a desire for us to know you, Father, to enter boldly into your presence. Your scripture says to come boldly to your throne of grace in which we are accepted in a time of need. You said we have made have access, that you have made a way through Christ Jesus for us to enter into your presence. Father, and we know that your presence is wherever we go, for you said you never leave us or forsake us. Father, give us revelation of your presence. Lord, that the eyes of our hearts, as it says in Ephesians, would be flooded with light, that we would know what is the hope of our calling. Father, that we would know what is the hope of our calling. You know, I was, um, just to take a brief moment, um, one of my uh, first Christian mentors in the faith, um, when I was really new to the Lord and I didn't know anything about the Lord he showed me this uh, prayer from Paul in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and you know like all scripture he said that you know there's some prayers because we know the word of God is living and powerful and our words bring life because our words are living 
said that, you know, you can read this prayer every day and pray it over yourself and pray it over your family, and you can see the changes happen. You can see his hand begin to move, um, not just because you read a prayer, but because we agree with him upon what his word already declared, the word that is written in heaven. And we come into agreement with God for his will to be done. And, you know, this is what Paul said um, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. And I'm praying this over all of our listeners, over my family, over your family, my friends and your friends, this nation and whatever nation you may be listening to us from. He said, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention you mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your heart being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. You know, the book of Colossians says that by him, through him, all things exist, all things consist, all things have their meaning. Nothing was ever created through him. Everything was created by him, the Lord Jesus, and everything was created for him, for his glory. You know, a couple of things about this prayer. He said, that the, number one, that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. Well, he said, he started off, in, sorry, excuse me, he said, a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your heart being, of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Paul said, I've, that he talked about pressing on, that he may lay hold to grasp, to catch, to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has already laid hold of me. You know, the Bible says that he'll complete that which he started at us until the day of Christ. We know from the book of Jeremiah where he told Jeremiah, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. You know, the Father has a plan for our lives. He has a blueprint set out for our lives before we're born. He knows us. He pursues us. He calls after us. As we talked about last night in the Garden of Eden, after um, Adam and Eve sinned, it wasn't Adam and Eve who went looking for the Lord. It was the Lord who went looking for them. And continually to this day, because he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, he continually goes forth looking for those. Moving the hearts of men, moving the hearts of kings, moving the hearts of nations, that they would 
somehow turn back to him and recognize who he is. But you know this word know, where he says that you would know, goes far beyond guessing. Um, we could get into faith, um, but to know him, to believe beyond all reservation, complete assurance in something to be true, to know the Lord Jesus Christ, where he's not just a fairy tale, he's not a faraway God, he's not a story, but he becomes a revelation. That the revelation of the death and the life and the resurrection of Christ Jesus becomes so evident in your heart that you can't help behold him in all his glory. You can't help but be changed and be moved and be touched and persuaded. And you come to a place where you say, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not our will, but yours be done. You know, he said, later in the prayer, he talks about what is the, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You know, we talk a lot in, um, as Christians, and we pray a lot about, you know, thinking about the place that we have, the calling, the ministry, the lives that we have, the things that, you know, the Lord blesses us with and the things he does for us, being our provider, Jehovah Jireh, being our healer, Jehovah Rophe being our comforter, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh. But, you know, the Bible declares He, the Lord God, has an inheritance in the saints, that we are the inheritance. The Bible says that Jesus, for the joy that was set before Him, endured the cross. It says He, was, he despised the shame, the shame of the cross, but He endured it for the joy that was set before Him. And, you know, some people say that the joy was the returning place of glory in heaven which is true but there's another aspect of the joy of the Lord which is the restoration of all things to himself it's the restoration of his children of the people of God of those who were once lost and are now found you know Jesus talks about how if a woman loses a single coin and has a hundred but loses one that she'll search the entire house looking for that one coin and when she finds it, she'll be so ecstatic and so full of joy. And the same thing with a shepherd who has a hundred sheep and loses one. He'll leave the ninety-nine who are fine and dandy, and he'll go after that one sheep, always going after that one sheep. And returns. And when he returns with it, he is celebrates in it with joy and gladness. And you know, the Bible declares that the, the angels in heaven celebrate. The angels that dwell in the secret place of the Most High, those that enter into the presence of the Most High God, you know, they celebrate when even one person turns to the Lord. Just one single person turning to the Lord causes a celebration in heaven. And, you know, that's, his, that's part of his inheritance, is us. You know, the Bible says that we are translated out of darkness. And conveyed into the kingdom of the Son of His love. It says also that we are no longer strangers and foreigners. This is over in Ephesians chapter two, verse. Um, let's see, uh, Ephesians two fourteen, oh two nineteen. It says, "Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens 
with the saints and the members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple of the Lord, in whom, I love this part, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God and the Spirit. You know, we in our churches um, pray and desire and intercede for the presence of God to manifest. Um, not for show, but for us to be in His presence. And this, it says, in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy. But there's something about being in the presence of God. The tangible presence of God where you're almost unable to move because of the glory and being able to experience his glory because there's a building that's not made with human hands he said what is the building that you'll make for me since my hands created all things and above the churches and the physical churches which are only shadows of the one church and the one building in heaven he is building is building was building will be building for himself a church a body, a pure and spotless bride, and his presence will inhabit that temple, which we are and which we will be. So we're going to um, take a quick break, um, get into just a tiny bit of worship, and then we will be right back. Once again, if you need prayer, 619 638-8458 or email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458 if you need for anything whatsoever. Um, you can also email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Father, thank you that... Lord, thank you that we know you hear us. Father, when we know and we ask in your name, according to your will, that you answer us, Lord. So, um, before we um, go any further, um, we're going to get into a little bit more of the Word of God, but let me view who are out there right now um, who have any kind of sickness, any kind of infirmity, um, whatever it is, whether it's a disease or a sprained toe, uh, it makes no difference because our God is above all and his word is true. And so we're going to um, pray real fast and we're going to believe that the Lord God will touch you right now wherever you're at, whether you're at home or in your office, driving in your car. So um, whatever part of your body um, you need healing in, or if it's someone you know, a family member, and say their knee hurts or put your hand over the same part of the body to represent what's going on with them. So, Father, Lord, we are honored. Father, we stand in awe of you. Lord, we stand in awe of your glory. Eternally thankful, Father, for the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, eternally grateful for your word, which is true. So, Lord, today we declare, Father, we stand in agreement for your word to be fulfilled in these people. Lord, whatever sickness, whatever infirmity, Father, that right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would heal them. Father, completely and totally healed, set free, in the name of Jesus. We command every shackle, every burden, to be released in the name of Jesus. We command every infirmity to go, every disease to go, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every disease to go, in the name of Jesus. Father, heal every broken bone right now in your name. Heal every muscle, every nerve, every organ in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for your love. Um, now believe for your healing and trust him. You know, trust is trusting in the Lord is an um, interesting thing. Um, last night we got into the fruits of the Spirit, and we're talking about how, you know, in Galatians it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, righteousness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. 
Yeah, we talked about how, you know, the fruits of the Spirit aren't things that are just given, but they're things that are grown in our lives and in our walks with the Lord, things that are cultivated from His Word, from spending time in His Word, from spending time in His presence. And, you know, trust in the Lord. Like faith, you know, the Bible says He's given us all a measure of faith, but that your faith can also be cultivated. Your faith can grow. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Um, I was talking to um, my pastor the other day, and, you know, I grew up, I didn't grow up as a Christian. I didn't actually become a Christian until um, a lot later um, when I was in high school. Um, and so, But I always knew God from an early age, even though I wasn't um, officially what you would call saved. Um, but he separated me from my mother's womb and called me to preach the gospel before I even knew anything about anything. But, you know, I grew up listening to preachers um, from different areas, from the um, 80s and 90s and you know, there was a time, there was a wave of um, the name it and claim it, and I never really subscribed to that theory, um, especially for the purpose of, you know, claim, I want this car, Lord, let me have this car, I deserve this car, blah, 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 because I always felt that we don't really deserve anything, and we're good with the grace and mercy of the Lord, and you know, the favor he's bestowed on us and the spiritual blessings which are innumerable that we have through him, through his name. But one thing I do believe in, and he has proven over and over again, is that our words are living. You know, the Bible says, as a man that thinketh in his heart, so is he. And it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And how that works is this. You take the word of God and you put it in your heart and you dwell upon it. Like David said, your word I've hidden in my heart that I wouldn't sin against you. And you meditate upon his word, just like he said in the book of Joshua, where the Lord said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. But, you know, you, you take the word, you put it in your heart, and what happens is you start immediately, because it's in your heart, you start speaking that word. And the Bible says our words are living and powerful. Our words are life. You know, it says the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. And so when you put the word of God in your heart, and you start speaking and declaring the word of the Most High God out over your life and over your circumstances, those words are living and powerful. Um, and so, you know... Um, we were um, the other day. My wife is um, the most amazing woman who ever lived. Um, simple, and uh, but this amazing. And when I say simple, I mean um, she's not all into the whole "I want all the glory" and blah blah blah. And she'd rather just stay at home, just her and the Lord. And but she's really trust the Lord for everything. And, you know, 
there's many times we'll she'll turn around and she'll say, there's a check in the mail. And just trust in the Lord that no matter what happens, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, he's going to provide. And so that's her new saying is there's a check in the mail. And, you know, just the other day we had gotten to the point um, at the end of the week, I think it was Thursday, and I know we don't get paid till, or she doesn't get paid till Monday, and I don't get paid for like another week. And, you know, we have like four or five days and until we get a paycheck. And I've paid all the bills, but... Then I'm like, okay, well, we're going to need gas to get to church, and we need, we're going to need groceries and this and this, and we're pretty much out of money, so I don't know what we're going to do. The Lord's going to have to do something. And she's just like, you know, there's a check in the mail. And just trust in the Lord. And, you know, that was a Thursday morning, and part of me started to freak out a little bit and start trying to plan it all out and figure out what I could possibly do to make sure we had enough money to survive on. For the rest of the week and the weekend and you know she just trusts in the lord and you know that night i get home go check my mailbox once i pull up and when she knows there's a check in the mail um we had purchased a house our first house um which actually consequently will also be our last house um and had some repair work done and they had held some money back from the sale just for repairs and you know um it turns out the the amount that was held back was like a couple hundred more than what their prayers were repairs were. So, you know, right then we had like a hundred or two hundred dollars left over, which we hadn't expected, didn't know it was coming. Um, but for some reason the uh tax office or the title office decided, okay, well we're gonna send them this check now. And, you know, there it was, right when we needed it. And I've experienced that same thing through my life of walking with the Lord. Um, about trusting Him and believing that He's a provider. You know, the Bible says, Jehovah Driver, the Lord God, our provider. And, you know, trusting God doesn't always mean you're not going to worry at times, but it means deep down inside, you know that you know who He is. And you know that beyond the shadow of any doubt, when all else fails, when your strength fails, when your ability fails, when your resources and everything you can do to fail or you can do fails and it, you have nothing left, that's where the Lord is and that's where he steps in, giving you an extra measure of faith, an extra measure of grace, an extra measure of provision when you need it. You know, it's funny if you study the scriptures. Um, we talked about last night and about um, about this, and we know it's the same thing in the life of Abraham. And um, the Lord told Abraham to get out from the country you're at and go to the place that I will show you. Well, hadn't shown him yet where he was going. He said he. He said to go out and, you know, out of obedience, out of trust in the Lord. Abraham got up, left everything he knew in life because he believed the Lord. Didn't know what was on the other side, but he knew who was on the other side, which was the Lord Jesus Christ. Then again, when the Lord told him to sacrifice his own son, Isaac, he didn't know what would come out of it. 
didn't probably want to do it. He knew the Lord. He also knew that this was a child of promise. This is the child, the seed that God had promised to him, that through him and through the, his seed all generations would be blessed. Um, and, I mean, what was it? The descendants more numerable than the sands of the sea, the stars that are in heaven. And all of a sudden God's like, okay, here's the promise I gave you. I'm not a God who's gonna, who lies. We know he's not a God who can lie. We know he keeps his word. Abraham believed that God kept his word. But now God's saying, okay, take that. This is the promise. And I want you to give it up. And I don't know. We all, we, it's, it's nice to read the story and you're like, well, I, I could do the same thing. But, you know, you're never actually there until you're in that situation in your own life when you have to lay down those things that you believe. Even if you know they come from God. To trust him to be the provider, to be omniscient, to be more than enough. And, you know, so Abraham goes, provides his own son, and God stops him and provides a ram. Because the provision was there. And, you know, Abraham believed to the point of thinking, well, you know, if need be, God can raise his son from the dead. But, you know, this is the God we serve. We serve a God who is more than, enough, more than enough for any situation, more than enough for any purpose. No matter what obstacle you face, no matter what mountain is in front of you, he's more than enough. Father, show us. Lord, show us that you're more than enough. Father, you said heaven and earth is yours. You said that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Father God, show us in our own lives that you're more than enough. Show us the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe. The exceeding greatness of your power in our lives, Father the exceeding greatness of your power in our children's lives, the exceeding greatness of your power in our cities and in our nations, the exceeding greatness of your power in this world, the exceeding greatness of your love and your kindness. If you um, need prayer, once again, give us a call. 619-638-8458. You can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com and we'll get back to you with whatever prayer needs, prayer requests you have.
Tell him how good he is where you're at. Just lift it up. Thank you, God. We celebrate you tonight. Now we 